All right. We got some football talk going on here. Are we going? We're going. We're rolling? Kel's on his phone. All right, we're rolling. Looking um, up. Trying to figure out this guy. dude's name real quick. Um, that's his name. I was way off. Jackson Smith. I'm not even trying to say his last name. N-J-I-G-B-A. I bet you Sean couldn't pronounce it because Sean's a big old house. Oh, I bet. Fan. I bet. <clears throat> so like, if you keep up with that team, I'm sure they said his name enough to know how to oh, pronounce well, it at least. They, they're predicting him to be like the next thing. Like the next big like guy. Like the next. What number was like number seven, number one, oh, something like that? Man, I just I say one. single digit uh, number. Let's see. Number eleven. Okay. I mean, he was hurt half the year, so you probably never saw him. Okay. Uh, but he's supposed to be like the next stud. Uh, Brandon was talking about some wide receiver from Tennessee, also. Yeah. And they had that guy from TCU. Dude, TCU is supposed to be a stud. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. I yeah. remember watching him. He's a big dude. He's pretty legit. It'd be interesting. I feel like the wide receiver are a lot more of a cream of crop than like quarterbacks or running backs this year. Dude, I feel like every like couple like every ten years or so like it switches to like where you see like most of the studs go. Like uh-huh. it used to be running back. Like running back was like every team had a stud running back. Now yeah. I feel like it's every team has a stud, stud wide receiver. Like if, if you don't have a stud receiver, you cannot win. I don't think. Well, I think like football's transitioned so much to like so pass heavy now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the NBA and like shooting threes. I feel like it's the same thing. Really? Like you have to shoot threes in the NBA or you're going to lose. And like now it's like you have to pass the ball in the NFL if you want to win. I mean, seriously. Like, I mean, you look at it. I mean, for now we're going down the rabbit hole. But like. I feel like we should start our own separate Hurricane Cross Sports <laughs> Podcast. Sports and, I can, and I can just be the guy who's asking Kel questions. Because Kel, Kel can sit here uh, and talk about this. I can talk about hours. this all the time. Or literally all day. Um, but anyway. Um, there's a good possibility, I think. We think about Noble sponsoring the uh, NFL Combine. Dude, I thought that was pretty neat. I thought that was pretty cool. They're getting their name out there, dude. Well, I know they sponsor a couple NFL athletes now. Yeah, they sponsor a Do they make cleats? Um, I don't know if they make cleats or not. I know they have, like, a turf shoe. You would think if they're going to start sponsoring professional athletes in football, they're they'd have to make a that. cleat. You would think so. Uh, I've been seeing them a whole lot everywhere, and then, like, uh, Legend is getting, like, everywhere now. Well, I saw they sponsored like Joe Burrow and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, so those two are getting big, I think. It'd be interesting to see. I, I feel like Noble is trying to push into like the realm of like trying to be like a Nike or That's Adidas. That's literally what I think, yeah. Because they're, like, they're in every sport now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like they're kind of pushing themselves out there. Because like, at first, I remember like when Under Armour kind of first started coming out, and they were like very football-specific, mm-hmm. right? And then like it kind of sort of branched out to other sports. And now, obviously, now compared, like, uh, you have like Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. is kind of like, I guess you're... Three, I guess Reebok can kind of be thrown in there, but didn't Adidas own Reebok? Something like that. I think yeah, Adidas. I thought it was like a GMC Chevy deal. Like, yeah, I think I think Adidas owns Reebok, from what I can understand. They also own like Converse, I think. Okay. Or maybe Nike owns Converse. Did you see the whole deal with uh, Kanye West and uh, Adidas or whatever? Mm-hmm. So apparently, like, well, they did have like a little deal, didn't they? Yeah. So like, okay. apparently, Adidas was like, nah, like. You're not gonna be a part of us anymore. Well, he's got gone off the deep end. Oh yeah, so like we were like, nah, you're like you're not gonna be a part of us, and because he has a shoe, the easy or whatever, mm-hmm. and they make so much money off of his shoe, right? So he gets off there for like I don't know how long. They literally call him back up, like, dude, we're losing so much money. Like, we want you back. We need you back. And really? So they got him back on Adidas. Are you serious? <laughs> like that's how much his shoe means to that company. Wow, I feel like Adidas. That's how much money they make off that. I feel shoe, like Adidas though. is more of a soccer company now. Yeah. I feel like that's where most of their... Like, if you ever watch, like, soccer, it seems like most people who play soccer have Adidas. Dude, when I was in high school, Adidas was, like... They were just getting into, like, everybody wanted Adidas cleats. 
For like football. for every, uh, for football, like that was like okay. like every team like was getting sponsored by Adidas, mm-hmm. and so like everybody they made a push there for a couple of years in, in yeah. football, but they're not really that relevant anymore. <sighs> no, and I remember looking at these. Shoes they have Patrick like, Mahomes, yeah, right? Like they're not like anything yeah. crazy. They have a few big name athletes who are sponsored by Adidas. Is Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes is yeah. Adidas. That's a pretty big one. That's a pretty big one. But I mean, other than that, though, I really don't. I can't name you another guy. I mean, you might have one or two other ones, but not comparable to like Under Armour or Nike no. in that realm. I feel Those, like. They've I feel been like it, for so long, like yeah. I feel like, in my opinion, at least, I feel like Adidas is a little bit more centered into like the soccer realm. Like that's like their bread and butter, right? Yeah. They kind of sprinkle in some other stuff, and I feel like it's probably like soccer, basketball, and then like something else. Do you feel like Nike is big and mainly for basketball? Uh, I mean, they make a lot of money off basketball. If I had to imagine, yeah, I feel like more basketball. I don't know where Under Armour really stands. Maybe more baseball. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, uh. I would probably say because they have like Bryce Harper and mm-hmm. like in those big names. Um, yeah, Nike off dude. Nike just makes a lot of money off shoes. Everywhere, like they release like new styles of shoes that like they'll sell for like five hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Dude, the amount of money people like will spend on like a dog, like a Jordan or something. I like have that. like I follow this company or this person on Instagram, and all they go to like all these shoe junctions and they trade shoes and they like buy shoes. People spend like. Up to like two, three, four, five thousand dollars on shoes, and I'm like, ain't no way I'm ever spending two to five thousand dollars on shoes, dude. I can't well, do it. When you do like this limited edition style, right? And that's what it is. It's that's, like it's like limited know, edition Travis yes, Scott, exactly. Jordans or whatever. Right? They come like, out with like only a hundred pairs. Yeah. Right, and so like the value because they're so rare. And people are, you know, that's how some, like how some people are about like cars and things like that. People they have obviously you have those sneaker heads who. They seek out like those, they have those shoes, to have that shoe. you know, and like the thing is, is like they don't even want to enjoy them just because if you wear them, you're so anal about Dude, it getting you don't dirty. Wear them. Like you're saying, you're so scared of wearing them to scuff them up or whatever it may be. You're literally just buying them just to look at them. To look at them, you know. There's this app called StockX, right? And what StockX is is like, let's say Nike releases a brand new shoe, right? The stock on it might be like crazy high, right? Just for shoes? Just for shoes. Like, it's just shoes, right? So you go into StockX, and you'll see, like, the new Nike whatever shoe came out. You look at it, the stock's crazy high, right? And so people will literally buy, like, 500 pairs of the shoe with the crazy high stock, and they're like, oh, it's going to get higher in, like, three four months. They'll sit on, like, 300 pairs of shoes for, like, three or four months, and then all of a sudden when that stock just raises up like crazy, sells them all. And you can sell them all on the app. So, like, all he's oh, got to do is just, goodness. you know, wholesale 300 fucking shoes, boop, make a bunch of money. Just like that. And I'm like, dang. Like, that's crazy. That's absolutely Well, crazy. it's kind of like what this is. You kind of have to, it's a, now, now, it's a risky business. So now, speak, so the like, stock goes down, then you exactly. lose all that money, right? Exactly, but, right? So, it's a, it's a, that would be like a risky thing where you're kind of banking on it to still continue to climb, but if it doesn't, which I'm sure that does happen, oh, I'm sure it does. that uh, then you're out of that money, right? That's a lot of money. I think of like 300 times $300. Like, that's a lot of money that you just got to Well, yeah, from. I mean, obviously, you got to put up a lot of money up front, but then from there, you obviously, you know... If it works out, it works out. Then exactly. Yep, Cut exactly. Your losses, I guess, so, uh, I guess that's enough of the, the bullshit and back and forth. I'm sure people have already skipped through this part. Like, if you uh, listen to shoes. Exactly. Uh, well, how do you feel like the, uh, oh, the hoedown throwdown went down this weekend? I thought the hoedown throwdown went very well. I thought it went pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I thought time-wise we were out of here, just like we kind of said, mm-hmm. like even a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think as a whole it ran pretty well. Um, 
I actually enjoyed the rig. I, I think people are starting to enjoy the rig, the new rig deal too. They like the setup? I think so. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of likes and then I'm also getting like, please freaking change it back. Um, <laughs> like it's either, oh, I actually don't mind it. I really like it. And then it's like, absolutely hate this. Where's my bar at? Right? Um, what we need to do though, we do, because I think the main com- the complaint right now is from all the short girls. That's what it is. That yeah. short bar is over there to the right now and they hate it. And so we need to take on that same side, those, those bars that run down the middle. Yeah. We need to take a handful of those bars and bring them down. Because those bars never get used okay. anyways. And so put them in the middle that way, especially that one that's right there in that same area. So they quit complaining that that bar's not. So yesterday there. we had a packed afternoon. Like, oh, packed, y'all did? Like four is huge, five is huge, six wasn't that big, but four and five, I think each had like 23, 24. Oh, dang. Right? Okay. So good big back to back classes. And in one of the classes, I can't remember if it was four or five, they were using the short bar we moved in the side right yeah. there. And one of the people go, I don't want to be over here, but all these men, all these men are over here doing pull-ups around me. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, well, sorry. I can't really do anything about that. That's what I was saying. We got we to gotta start moving those bars a little bit. That way, um, some of them shorter people can, can knock those out. But no, I thought overall went really well for the most part. I thought, I thought it ran pretty smooth. I was really happy how the workouts played out. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was kind of telling them when we kind of announced the workouts, I was trying to make sure that we kind of kept the, the, the programming pretty balanced to where you couldn't look back on the program and say, okay, I really favor like a big guy or a small guy, small guy. right? So I tried I to make it very even across. So I was trying to make that evil, evil even across the play, uh, playing field and then as well as like trying to do something overhead, some type of squat, some type of hinge, some type of pool, you know, some type of monostructural piece, gymnastics mm-hmm. piece, you know, so I'm trying to balance all these different equations out. So I was happy with how everything played out. The workouts looked like they were tough. They looked like they were just blazing through them like easy peasy. Like even like I was the only one I was kind of somewhat worried about was going to be the thruster one. Yeah. That ended up turning out better than I thought. Dude, it people would. were dying on it. Yeah. So a lot of people were even saying that they liked the they thought the thruster workout. So the thruster and uh, that one was harder than the bike and the really? uh, other one. See, it makes you wonder if if that's the case. You kind of because you when you look at that workout on paper, that bike thr- uh, deadlift burpee bike one. On paper, you know it's going to hurt, right? Oh, yeah. And because of that, you kind of sometimes can put a governor on yourself to kind of hey, say, like, you kind of like, oh, shit, I don't I know. definitely think people could have gone harder on the bike. Well, I mean, you got to think, like, okay, if you get on the bike for 45 seconds, like, if you treat, treated every round, like, blazing like fast, both. like, hard, hard, man, that would have been a I definitely think, like, I mean, there were some people that, that sent it every round, mm-hmm. um, but I do think... Not saying any names, but y'all could have maybe gone a little harder <laughs> on that bike. <laughs> Freaking Cindy Reed on that very first three, two, one, go she goes, and I don't know if it's Bernadette or Cindy, and because Kaylee was judging them, and I'm like, fifteen seconds, you know, and for that transition, and she gets off the bike, and she's she just standing, and she's just standing there. I'm like, what are you doing? So literally, so Kyle, I think I'm so I'm judging Kyle and Bryce. First bike on Kyle starts biking. Hops off for like 10 seconds, and I'm like, all you have to do is reach your hand back and tag your partner. All you do is hop on the bike. You need like two seconds like, to do just it. go the whole two minutes. Kyle said, I don't want any more bike. Dude, more everybody more. was doing that, though. Nobody was biking until two minutes. So I was like, all you got to do is like literally oh bike the two minutes, take your hand and go, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but no, I was, I was pretty happy with how everything programmed. Programming-wise and how everything structurally-wise went, transitions worked pretty smooth. Uh, I like the fact that we could get in four events, um, but I like the pairing of the two workouts together. Mm-hmm. That way, it doesn't seem like you're dragging out the session too long. Yeah. Right. And so, and plus, you don't drag the day out too long, right? Like we, everybody got there about seven, seven thirty. 
we were in and out of there by like 11, 11.30, right? And so uh, you had the rest of your day still ahead of you. And so it didn't feel like it was like this big drawn out process. No. Thing. So I, I thought it went really well. I thought it went pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was like for, cause we were always doing something, but like, yeah. I mean, from heat to heat to heat, like as soon as the first workout was over, I felt like we got the second workout ready to go. And as soon as we got that ready, we were rocking and rolling yeah. again. Um, so I, I thought it ran well. You know what someone said we wish we would have done? Uh, use the sleds. And my argument was, you would have been bitching if you'd been stuck on that one path of grab that, of exactly. the cement that you cannot push that exactly. sled. I was like, you're, everybody's going to be flying around mm-hmm. you and you're going to be that one team yeah. that gets stuck where you cannot move that sled. That's a, that's a bad thing about doing stuff like that. And that was another reason I was kind of happy how everything played out. And that's why we moved the bars was because we didn't want anybody complaining about you know, they didn't get a spill bar, bar or they didn't get their certain pull bar. We tried to, that's why we, we made it even across for the guy side, even across for the girl side. So nobody could really complain there. But like, exactly like the sled instance would have been like, well, you got the bad patch of sled area, Dude, sure. right? Like, and so even like the bikes were all echo bikes, yeah. like nobody complained. They didn't have it. Like they had an assault bike, this percent echo bike. Um, we tried to make it like, even on small, simplistic things like that, as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, that's, that was all the things that played up in my head because, you know, if it had been situations like a sled, you know, then people would have been complaining that they got the crappy sled or they got the bad patch of sled area sure. or whatever, whatever the example may be. They tried to limit that. Up, exactly. Right? Try to limit every excuse that possibly could have been done. And obviously some things, hiccups here happen here or there, but overall is very, very... Did you have a favorite workout to watch? Uh, I feel like you had a lot of fun on the last one. I liked the because you were commentating and everything. I was like, yeah. he's getting in a groove. Over I, I liked, yeah. I liked, I liked the fact coming off like how the evil side of me really <laughs> liked the fact like them coming off that bike workout into the complex, mm-hmm. right? Because especially like with jelly, like you can see that legs. first lift, kind of like the 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 wide eye look of oh shit my legs are completely like shot like <laughs> like Nick I think felt his first clean oh, no. at like 205 oh, or something no. like that you know because his legs were so shot like I think he actually went to clean it and his hands completely slipped off the bar just yeah just like he had like he had no gas in the tank <laughs> and so that's always kind of fun I mean it sucks when you're the person doing it but it's always kind of fun but like to you see know that. you got what you wanted out of it yeah program. like you you could tell like they were just completely shot and now, obviously, that doesn't make for, like, the, the best maximal lift, obviously. No, but that's the purpose um, of the But that's kind of the purpose of it well. Because, I mean, a lot of it, when it comes to, like, the CrossFit competitive side of it is, you know, obviously, you have to be fit and well-rounded and things of that nature. But also, is how well you can recover from workout to workout or session to session, right? Sure. It's, a, it's a humongous part of it. And how well you can lift with a high RV. Like, exactly. That's a big and so, CrossFit. And so, I was... I was very pleased how things went overall. And so, um, so we'll have to do it again next year. Hopefully, I can at least... Because I was, I was way more pleased with the program this year compared to last year's workouts. Yeah. Last year was a little bit more experimental. I was pleased how everything was structured last year, but I wasn't pleased how the workouts went. I was way more pleased with the structure of the workouts this year, this than, year. than it was last year for sure. And so hopefully I can, you know, or me and you can come up with something next year and, and be on the same playing field, like if not better than, than what it was this year. So, uh, but... Anyway, so I guess we you know, are 15 minutes into this thing now. We can actually get into the actual podcast, I guess. So, yes, I thought, thought it would be kind of cool to just do like a podcast series on it as well and kind of go more in depth because usually with videos, people aren't willing to watch a 15, 20-minute video on sure. nutrition, right? The attention span is very short. Like anything past like two or three minutes, people are like, oh, I'm not watching that I'm show. Watching that. 
And so uh, yesterday in the Facebook group, and if you don't have Facebook, we haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, my goal is to try to make, make a little bit more nutrition content for the group because especially this time of the year, this is when most people start having more general nutrition questions mm-hmm. because as it gets warm, the sun's out more, you start thinking about going to the pool, taking layers off, going to the beach, vacation, things of that nature, right? And so because of that, you get more self-conscious about how you're looking. And so, and I think people obviously subconsciously know that a big part of that is nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so you start getting more and more nutrition questions, especially around spring into the summer. And so I wanted to use this time to kind of really start harping on nutrition and start talking about it more so people are at least aware of it and maybe combat some of those questions ahead of time. And one thing with me uh, dealing with nutrition was, um, you know, and, and just like with most things, it's, a lot of it is it's a depends question, right? And depending on where your level is with nutrition, kind of anything with fitness. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information when it comes to nutrition, just like with fitness. But, you know, to a degree, I was trying to think it in my head, like, how can I systemize this in a way that makes sense where I'm not giving so much information all at one time where it's like paralysis by analysis where you have all of these things to worry about and in doing so you don't do anything. Okay, trying to break right? it down. Yeah, trying to break it down in very simplistic steps to where like, you know, just like with, you know, training, right? Like the very first foundational movement, it would be like, for instance, like an air squat, right? You wouldn't advance over to an overhead squat Immediately, right? You you'd have to focus on air squatting, and that might take you, you know, depending on where you're where you are currently in fitness level, it might take you a day, it might take you months, right? And then from there you advance it into a back squat or a goblet squat, right? And then from there you advance into a front squat, then advance into an overhead squat, Mm -hmm. and it's a layer of progression, right? It's the same thing with your nutrition, and and so often right now with people is they want to advance, they go to like the very nitty-gritty advanced details of nutrition without ever really focusing on the foundation of it first. And so that's kind of how I want to think about it is breaking it down into like a tier system or a level system, basically how I brought it. And, you know, break it down step by step by step to get to a point where you can get into the weeds and the more finding details of nutrition, um, but do in a way that you've already established really good habits ahead of time to where it's not this overwhelming protocol to start off with. And so I kind of broke it down into four different ones and we'll maybe do like a series on this, right? Uh, and I don't want to do like all this information all at one time, but like yesterday I did the level one part of it, right? So the very sure. beginning stages of it, right? So maybe talking more in depth about level one. level one in general and then obviously progressing forward from there. And some have more details of others in them. Uh, and like I said in the video yesterday, like level one isn't anything very groundbreaking material, right? It's very simplistic and it's very much focusing on the quality side of food instead of the quantity side of food. Um, because of the fact so many, and ultimately at the end of the day, when it comes to this stage, it's just a habit building stage. And, you know, we think of it like if we kind of go back to the air squat reference of, if I go with the mindset of if I'm starting to focus on air squats and I'm having this mindset of, well, I'm not seeing progress in the way of like how much my max is going up on my back, on my back squat, mm-hmm. then you're never going to see true progression, right? Cause you're, you're looking so far ahead that you can't focus on, that you can't focus on the current thing. That's going to get you there today, right? Like we can't get you to a 400 pound back squat. If your air squat looks atrocious as it does now, right? 
us focusing on form and mobility and motor control will get you there eventually, right? It doesn't mean we're going to improve our back squat today, right? But if we focus on these things, it's just a, it's just a stepping stone to get us there, right? And so many people, when they start a diet program or nutrition program, right, they're so centered on how much weight they're losing or the body fat they're losing or the muscle that they're gaining immediately that they just want to jump over to steps like three and four. And, and just like with anything, you know, for instance, if I put that person with 400 pounds on their back, right. And they don't have the mobility, all these different things set in first, they're always going to keep failing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so instead of like backtracking, like, Hey, let's take the longer road to get there. But I promise you we'll get there in a safe, progressive manner that's going to keep you training longer. And that movement's going to look a lot more legit one time that we get there. And that's how I was thinking about it with nutrition. And so with this level, could you lose weight or drop body fat or gain skeletal muscle mass? Yeah, absolutely. Depending on where your current nutrition foundation is, right? But I don't – during this stage, I always kind of stress to people, it's not about – we're not solely focusing in on – where, where all those numbers are falling right now. If they, if they move in the direction that you want them to go, great, that's awesome. But we're not focusing on that whatsoever, right? Especially if you're constantly obsessed with that, it might even be a little bit of uh, a detriment mentally wise, because you're like, I'm putting all this work in, I'm not seeing the results I want. But you have to have the mindset of like, this is like the investment time where I'm just, I'm waiting it out and this investment's gonna pay off in the long run. But I can't put money in the stock market and pull it out in a day and expect to yeah. make those big dividends on, on, on that. Kind of and so, the process almost. A little bit to a degree, but you're doing it in a safe, progressive manner, right? That you're actually going to be able to progressively do this over a period of time. Because how many people that you know of, and we've said this plenty of times on the podcast before, where they might lose 10, 15, 20 pounds and just to put the weight back on within a short half the amount of time mm-hmm. it took them to take it off. And you see it so often because of the fact that the, the dieting protocol they used to lose weight was not sustainable and the habits weren't established ahead of time, right? They're just kind of gritting their teeth for a couple of weeks to drop this temporary weight to go on a, a cruise or where it may be. And then they go on the cruise and they eat like shit and they come back and do, go back to their old habits. And so really that's why I kind of call it the habit building stage. And this, and you could be here for a minimum of 30 days, but you know, it could be months that you spend in just a level one stage, depending on how consistent that you are. And just like yesterday in the group, when I posted about it, like, you know, consistency is like, okay, well, that's a broad term a little bit. And it's like, let's actually put like a number to that. And within like a 30-day window, so one month, like how consistent do you need to be? And in my opinion, you probably need to be consistent at least a minimum of five to six days a week of that, right? So you're looking at about 25 to 27 days of that month, you've done the things that we've listed out for level one, Right. And if, you, if you're not doing that, right, you're kind of falling in like the 15-day the time frame, 20-day time frame, you haven't consistently built the habit enough to move on to the mm-hmm. next stage, right? And so until you've done that consistently for a month, if not maybe two or three months, there's no point in moving into more advanced stages of nutrition until you can, until down you can do this very, very basic mm-hmm. things, right? And they're very, very simplistic. It's not very complicated things to do. Right, but if you can't even do the most simplistic part portions of this, why am I going to give you why, two, why am I going to give you more complex things to work on? Right, and so and it's just three simple things. Right, and we we talked about this plenty of times. Like I said, it's not groundbreaking information, and because of that, I guarantee you, people so are going to be like, "Oh, it's, it's not that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to be good," because people want to see the flashy shit. Yeah. They want to do the cool stuff, and this is not flashy. It's not cool, but 
what you're doing is prob is not working for a reason, right? You have to change. You, change something. you have to change something yeah. to get the results that you want. And just like I said yesterday in the video, whether it be performance base, aesthetic base, or just feeling better in general, all that most of that can be attributed to nutrition alone, mm -hmm. right? And I would say a good portion, probably 70 to 80% of our members come at least, I would say a minimum of two times a week, sure. right? Should that probably be more for some people? Yeah, but let's say a good portion at least come twice a week. I would say probably half get at least three times a week, mm -hmm. right? So you're training at a rate that is inducive enough to see good body composition um, where your body fat level should be at a good rate and your skeletal muscle mass should be a good rate that you should be generally happy with how you look. I think that's kind of those things where I don't know if anybody's ever truly happy, 100% yeah. happy how they look, but well, it's like, you, that's like one of those things, like as soon as you get to one place, like you're already looking forward to like exactly, ahead, right? right? You're always looking for the next step forward. Yeah. You're never truly happy in the phase that you're in. And so uh, it's one of those things though, like overall, most people would consider you at least by aesthetically looking wise in shape person, right? And so breaking it down kind of piece by piece is the very first thing, which is probably would require the most time. It, and like we said, we're not even concerned about how much. We're just concerned about actually the act of doing it is it's very simplistically having protein at every single meal. Now, what classifies as a meal is anytime you're physically eating in general, right? So if you're at the basketball concession stands getting nachos, that's a meal, yeah. right? So that doesn't count. Like you did not meet your goal you for failed. that. And you, failed that, you failed that goal for that day because you didn't have protein with that source, of, with, the, with the nachos, right? So every single meal, you're having a protein source with it. Now, what constitutes a protein? Peanut butter is not a freaking protein. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way now. Like that's not a protein source. Probably 90% of what your protein you're consuming comes from some type of meat source, right? So it's how you think of it. Chicken, steak, ground meat. Eggs, fish, shrimp, scallops, whatever it may be, your choice. Don't even care how much it is, you need to choose one. And the reason why I'd say it's probably the most time consuming because with most meat sources, that requires some type of food prep occurring, mm -hmm. right? So that means you go into the grocery store, buying your meat, you're cooking it and having it for the, the whole week, right? I said, I don't even necessarily care if you measure it right now. I'm just concerned with the fact that you're consuming protein at every single meal. Now, could you help out with that and like get like protein powders or like protein bars, things of sure. that nature? Sure, that's perfectly fine. Even things like Greek yogurt, things of that nature can be substituted in there to help you out. So just because you're eating like five grams of protein in a meal doesn't constitute as eating protein, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm eating, uh, you know, some peanuts and the peanuts have a couple you grams got, of protein. You got like leftover protein. Right? You need like, I'm, I'm referring to like 20 grams mm -hmm. plus in a, in a meal. And so that's a very simplistic way, but that's probably what was required the most time sacrifice in a week is prepping protein ahead of time, right? And protein itself is gonna aid in both skeletal muscle mass retention or gain, right? Not necessarily, and depending on where you are in your skill level, it, it not, and protein isn't like the number one thing that's gonna like make you build muscle per se. It's the calories that you're building, the training that you're doing. But it helps maintain skeletal muscle mass, and also will help probably aid burning more body fat over a period of time, right? Because of the fact that with protein, it's going to be more satiating to eat. Because of that, you're probably less likely to overeat on other foods because you're more full and more satiated. And because of that, you're less likely to overeat on calories, right? Which then contribute to more fat burning. And, and also the fact is 
if you have skeletal muscle mass, more skeletal muscle mass, and the protein is going to help aid in retaining that, the more muscle you have, the more calories you're also going to burn at resting, which also will help aid in leaning out more so-called toning or dropping more body fat, right? And so that's the one that requires the most time sacrifice in a week time, just because you usually are going to have to prep that ahead of time. And so, like I said, we're not even concerned about how much of that is. The next stage of that level one is eating a fruit or a vegetable source at every single meal, right? Like a serving size, right? Usually it could be like an apple or a banana or grapes, or it may be a cup's worth, but having a fruit and or vegetable source at every single meal across the board. So once again, if I'm having a 10 o'clock snack, I should have some sort of protein source. It could be like a protein shake plus a fruit source, like it could be a couple of grapes, right? Very simplistic. I don't even care how much it is, but I'm having a source at each yeah, individual. Exactly. Every time I'm having something at that individual meal. And once again, I don't think people, uh, people understand that the benefits of having fruits or vegetables throughout your day, right? And obviously that comes to the micronutrient side of things, but also once again, going back to the, that, that's the quality side of things, but also the, the quantity of that food is going to be a lot bigger compared to having processed foods, which is going to be more calorically Small. dense, which we, you know, I've used an example before plenty of times, like the blueberry example or like the M&M example, right? Let's say both yield 50 grams of carbohydrates. Well, 50 grams of carbohydrates in blueberries is a lot more food volume compared to like M&Ms, which is going to be way less food volume to eat. And a lot of people associate hunger with losing weight and being full to gaining weight. And that's not necessarily the case. Why do you think so many people are overweight? It's because they overeat on processed foods, which are very calorically dense. You can have people who don't necessarily feel full all day. They feel like they're kind of like eating to they're satisfied, but they're eating processed foods. They still potentially could be maintaining their weight or gaining weight because of that, right? And so you can't get fooled by like the hunger or full signal per se, because you're going to eat a lot more volume of food, especially in the stage if you're not used to eating this way. I've had plenty of people before that I've worked with where, you know, they kind of come back to me and they're like, you know, I didn't, my goal isn't to gain weight. And like, I understand that. And they end up doing their in end up losing five or 10 pounds yeah. a month, right? Just because of the fact they're eating more whole foods more consistently, right? So we're focusing on the quality side of things. And so that's a very simplistic thing. And that's relatively simple. Vegetables have a little bit of prepping to do. Usually most people usually have some type of cooked vegetable. That's not a humongous thing to do. Um, and I don't necessarily care about if you don't do any vegetables at all. Like I think it's a good option, but it's not like you have to have like X amount of vegetables. You can have majority of that coming from a fruit if you want to, right? And fruit's not necessarily bad either. Freaking shoot me in the head next time somebody tells me, once again, I thought fruit was bad because of the sugar, but yet you're over there drinking a Coke. Like, like it's, it's going to be fine, I promise. And so... If you want to consume most of that through a fruit source, that's fine. Having one or two vegetable sources throughout your day, that's fine. But you need to have one at every single meal option. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. You need to have something there. Usually, those are, like I said, those are easier to prep because most time fruits don't require any food prepping, right? You can pack an apple. You can pack some grapes. You can pack blueberries very simplistically. Vegetables just take a little bit more time to prep depending on what you're, what you're going to uh, choose from. But once again, not a very complicated thing. And then the last part of that level is, once again, consuming water at each of those individuals' meals. Every single meal, you have some type of water option with you. Once again, I don't necessarily care about how much it is. I would say generally, 
a good drill rule to go by is like having a water bottle every single meal, right? So like, like 16. the 16.9 fluid ounces and the, the normal size water. It doesn't have to be a big water bottle, just a normal little water bottle, right? If you had that at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and two snacks, I mean, you're looking at roughly 80 ounces of water in a day. For most people, that's pretty, that's pretty solid, right? But once again, we're not even like concerned with how much of mm-hmm. that is. And so- You're just I, saying drink water. Drink water every single meal. I mean, liquid calories are some one of the worst things that people can consume, right? Because they have nutritional value to them for the most part, right? They're not going to aid in anything. They're not going to aid. They're not going to make you full. Not, most of the time, they're not going to like, yeah, exactly. Or if they do make you full, it's going to be a temporary thing because that's going to flush out pretty quickly. Your body doesn't have to digest it all that much. Um, it just adds a shitload of calories just because you want the physical taste of it on, on, your, on your tongue. And so if that's one of the, that's one of the sim- simpler things that you can do to start can, taking control of your nutrition is like eliminate the amount of liquid calories that you're consuming a day through like you know, sodas or coffees or juices and things of that nature. Um, unless you're making like a juice yourself, like you're like taking fruit, taking vegetables and you're juicing it yourself, you're not going to one of these places and getting juice or like a smoothie, which a lot of times there's a reason why they make it and it tastes a lot better than what you make yeah. it. There's a reason for that. You can't tell me when you go there. Special ingredients. You can't tell me when you go in there freaking putting Oreos in those damn yeah. shakes. Like, okay, like, come on. And so that's what I mean by liquid calories and like reducing those down is a humongous piece of that, right? And like, and even so, when it comes to like these Coke Zeros and things of that nature that have zero calories, once again, you're not doing yourself as much justice by simplistically going down to water intake, right? If you're drinking Coke Zero every single meal, that's also not a good thing to be doing. You need to be drinking water instead. Like it's okay if you need to like slowly reduce that out and like layer it out of your of your lifestyle to where like if you're don't eating, go cold if you're drinking like three a day and you can reduce it down to like one a day, that's a good start, right? And doing that for weeks on end, and then eventually progressing to solely water at every single meal, right? But until you've able to do that one individual thing, right, then you're not passing the test right now. And so you have to hit those three check marks for roughly, you know, 25 to 27 days out of a 30-day window, right? If you can do that, great, then move on to the next stage we'll talk about next. But until that's consistently in place, there's no point in doing that. And once again, it's going to drive me for a walk. Somebody's going to freaking listen to this and kind of roll their eyes and they're going to like, I don't need to do that. That's, yeah. that's not important. It is important. You need to focus on the quality side of food to start off with. And then we can start to focus on the quantity of food because what's going to end up happening in the future as you start focusing on the quantity of the food that you're eating and you're not focused on the quality side, you're going to be extremely hungry because of the fact that you're eating more processed but you're not eating more whole food options. Whole food options are gonna give you your best overall on the micronutrient profile as well as the macronutrient profile when it comes to whole food. And that's all we're solely focusing on. And because of that, if you started doing just these three simplistic things, most people would probably start reducing down their overall caloric intake anyways, without even tracking it. They would start reducing down their caloric intake. Because of the fact they're going to be more satiated throughout the day, less likely to overeat on calorie on processed calories, and and because of that, it's very simplistically in the way of like for us to lose weight, we're going to have to be in some type of calorie deficit, right? And so for us, like by doing that, because we're eating more volume of food, more and more volume of food that's not very calorically dense, we'll probably end up losing weight off that. It's not a guarantee, right? Because we're not tracking that information. Um, but it's, it's a good chance depending on where your background currently is, right? And 
the hard part about nutrition, man, is like people aren't 100% honest with themselves. Yeah. And, or even honest with me sometimes. Where, uh, you know, just because you do do it sometimes doesn't mean you're doing it all the time doesn't mean you're doing it all the time I mean, you feel not. like you're doing it all the time yeah and the thing is like nutrition is so freaking hard is because you don't you don't ever get a break from nutrition right like you don't you can take a day off from the gym you can't take a day off from nutrition yeah. and uh like you can have some days here and there in your week that you necessarily like you can kind of fall off track a little bit and bounce back off of it right and that's why i'm kind of saying like hey 25 to 27 days out of 30 days that still means you have about three to five days out of that month where you know, you're not hitting these things consistently. I'm not expecting you to hit them 30 days. You're like, 30 for 30. No, no, like you're not going for 30 for 30 per se. Um, if you do it, great, that's fine. But for the most part, you're going to have some days where you trip up and you're just not consistent with it, especially with, you know, like a Saturday and you have a lot of family gatherings going on or birthday parties, whatever it may be. Things like that are going to happen, right? And we can't separate the psychological side and the physical side of things. Like we know, like we still have to live a life. And... But if you can maintain like six days out of the week, that's pretty fucking solid where I guarantee you, you're going to see a big body composition changes in the, in the 30-day window if you can be consistent enough. And all, you know, as our mind goes, consistency over everything. But so many people, especially when it comes to this side of their health and wellness, are not nearly consistent enough, right? Or they're consistent for a very short period of time and they see some results just to backtrack and backtrack even further back, right? It's a continuous motion of make a little progress, backtrack, and you get a little bit worse. Make a little progress, backtrack, get a little further worse, right? And then, you know, before you know it, a couple of years go by and you're 20, 30 pounds heavier than you were five years ago, right? Even though you've been working out consistently, you're heavier now than when you were five years ago because of the fact that you're not taking care of your nutrition. You have this mindset that's because you're working out that your nutrition is not as important anymore. And it's freaking important. Like, isn't doesn't matter what training programs you're following, right? Like I would say on our side, like we're definitely on like the extreme side of fitness on the mm-hmm. fitness spectrum, right? It's not planet fitness, right? We're not just walking and, and doing some pink dumbbells. For sure. Like we're kind of getting after it, right? And if you're not backing up like with a solid nutrition program, you can still easily gain weight. And so like so many people as well will do this thing where if we have like a hard workout, they're like, well, I deserve to be able to eat like more, right? Like I deserve, I, I you know, I should be able to eat more now because I because I worked out harder, and and that's not the case, right? That's one of the pitfalls I think a lot of people make as well is because the workout might have crushed them, is they want to like eat more Oreos or whatever yeah. it may be, like because they earned that like, dude, that meal. Like, yeah, like you didn't burn like <laughs> you, si- you like, didn't burn an extra eight hundred calories. Like like you maybe burned a couple of, like two or three hundred calories more, so you earned yourself like two Oreos. <laughs> I burned three hundred calories and you don't roll Oreos. Yeah, okay. and so uh, don't fall into that trap when it comes to nutrition. Nutrition is such a hard subject with people um, because everybody seem, feels like they're special in the way of like the rules don't apply to me because I'm genetically different mm-hmm. than everybody else and I can't lose weight. That's just not true, you know. There's a very, very like point zero one percent of the population who truly have like issues to where they can't lose weight otherwise. And once again, it's like you can either use like the dog burns I used before, or like getting on a train at the island. I like the dog burn. Like if you're if you haven't heard it before, is look at any animal like just like your dog itself. You brought your dog to the vet. And the doctor's like, okay, your dog's lower weight needs to lose fifteen pounds. You're simply going to control his food intake or yeah. her food intake. 
and I guarantee you that dog's going to lose some weight. He's going to lose 10 or 15 pounds, guaranteed every single time, yeah. right? Because you're in control of the food intake. He's not in control of the food intake, or she's not in control of the food intake. And she loses that weight. Or if I dropped your ass off at a stranded island for 60 <laughs> days, I guarantee if my ass came back to pick up six days, you'd have lost weight. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just how it is. Like, and, But yet, everybody has, like, some special reason why they can't do it. Well, oh, you know, my genetics or whatever it may be. And it's like, that's not the case. It's not a good enough Like, you're going to have, like, you're going to have to actually sit down and, like, have a, an actual sit down, talk to yourself and, like, understand, like, okay, I'm truly not being consistent or I'm being consistent Monday through Wednesday. But... Thursday, I may fall off a little bit, and my weekends are complete shit, right? Like, I'm not doing enough to see the progress that I want. And you have to have that conversation. And, and you can't complain about something that you're not willing to put the work in for. It's okay if you're satisfied with the body composition that you have with the current work that you're doing. Right? Well, yeah, if you're content, if, right? But, and, but if you're not, but then if you have to think about, okay, the amount of work that I'm willing that I have to do to push the needle further in the direction that I want to go now it's not worth the squeeze, then you got to be content with where you currently are, right? And that's okay if that's what you want, but you can't complain about something that you're not putting the work in for, sure. for right? And so for most people, they don't have more time to spend in the gym, right? They're, they're three or four hours a week, like, hey, I'm satisfied with that. That's as much I can willing to sacrifice. I got a family, I have a, you know, I have a work, I have a job. Like, I, I, don't, I can't stretch myself out any further than that. You're gonna if you but you want you gotta, more. You gotta do something. You want to drop some more weight. You want to drop body fat. You want to gain strength. You want to gain skeletal muscle mass. You're gonna have to take control of your nutrition because of it, right? Um, the training is the easiest thing, you know. For most people, like come to the gym, come to the gym a couple times a week, three or four hours out of your week, no big deal, right? Nutrition's tremendously harder to take control of because it's always and forever, What's you know, always seven, around. Three, six, five, yeah, three, six, five, seven days a week, never goes away. Yeah. And your, your constant actions on nutrition are going to dictate where your body composition is. A lot of it. Um, not, not all of it, but a lot of it. And that's the hard part about it is that, um, you know, there's, you're always, there's always temptation around. There's always, um, there's a, a, you know, hundreds of decisions making a week of like eating or not eating this. And it just takes a handful of decisions to make it thing go bad. And that's, and that's, so that's the hard part. Yeah. And, that, and that's the hard, and that's the bad thing about it. And it's tough. It's not easy. And so I don't want to like sugarcoat and like make it be like it's some simplistic thing. Um, it's simple. It's definitely not easy. Let's it, get that out. There. Well, let's just say it, it's simple, like, but it's not easy. Yeah. Like kind of that right there. Um, and so, but I'm hoping with, you know, breaking it down in the systematic approach that it makes things more simple for people to understand and like doing these these things we laid out, like eating protein, fruit and vegetable, and having water at every single meal, is very simplistic mm-hmm. and not very complicated. And hopefully, people by starting very simplistically like that. Have you been out the whole time? No, I just unplugged. Okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that will aid in them progressively moving forward to build these habits that can be sustained for the long run. Kale cannot find the thing <laughs> to put the headset in. He unplugged his headset and now he can't get it back. Right, back. <laughs> and so uh, so hopefully you guys under like kind of are enjoying this. We'll, we'll do like a you know a series podcast on this and we'll kind of break down each one at a time as well with the video series as well. And so um, hopefully you got some information out of this. And like I said, even if you feel like you're somewhat skilled at nutrition, start with this and just see how consistent you are with it, right? And, um, and you might be surprised, like, oh shit, I'm not. It's just a fun little challenge, maybe. Yeah, I'm, oh shit, I'm not consistent with my fruit and vegetable intake, or shit, I'm not consistent as I was. I thought I was with protein, 
and, and start monitoring that a little bit and do that for the next 30 days, right? Like you have, right, today's March the 16th, right? You go to April 16th mm-hmm. or whatever date that may be that you want to start it. And then, you know, if you can do that consistently over a 30-day window, then you move on to level two, like we'll talk about that next week. And then just progressively move that forward from there. Okay. So, okay, so hopefully you guys get information out of it. If you got any questions about it, definitely let me know and I'll be happy to help you guys out. And we'll talk to you guys next time for level two. See you. Later.